0: What do we got on the docket today, Doc? Today we have Murdoch Mysteries' secret power to win every argument. Oh, every single one? Every single one. Stay tuned. That's what we're going to discuss today along with some pro tips, both personal and for your house. So, here we are today, just these guys, you know. We got Mike on the mic, pastor from Grace Point Church. We got Doc on Murdoch. <laughs> or Dr. Parker. Um, <laughs> he, he's done with the camera, so... Uh, yeah. uh, he, he I'll focused. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been? Been busy. How about yourself? I would say busy.
1: Sure feels like it. Does it? Yeah. Don't necessarily feel like I got much done, but it sure felt busy. <laughs> Saw something that said, it's not that we have a... Um, a shortage of time its that we waste so much of it. And I think a lot of times that's how I feel.
0: And that, you know, is really interesting. You said that a shortage of time, we waste so much of it. When you are a positive thinker, Mm -hmm. there's not enough time in the day to do all that you want.
1: That's good. Yeah. I've been really trying to listen to my inner dialogue and I've come up with this idea That as soon as I begin to go negative, what I'm going to do, I've come up with this term. And so we might want to copyright it. Okay. But it's called global warming. (laughs)
0: Lobal warming.
1: (laughs) Lobal warming. I believe it's scientifically proven. I don't actually know that or, or not, but I'm going to say it. It's scientifically proven that if you will keep your thoughts warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another word for positive. If my thoughts start to go cold, if my inner dialogue starts to go cold, I'm going to have some global warming.
0: That is excellent. Lobal warming.
1: <laughs> it's more excellent than I realize, I believe. And it ain't fake news either. <laughs> <laughs> it well, isn't that- something that we're just assuming because it's, Two days in a row with 70-plus degree <laughs> weather in, in February. In the middle of winter.
0: There might be global warming, but we know there's global warming. And global warming is a real thing because, um, you know, I'm always trying to help people be better. Sure. And, you know, we we oftentimes compare ourselves to other people. Um, 99% of the time we're comparing ourselves to other people. Sure. But we're comparing ourselves to other people and we're envious of what they can do or what they did. And the reality is we can do all things. And once you start to believe that, then all things become possible. Sure. And positive thinking is the key to developing a curious mind. Mm -hmm. I can do all things. Sure. Okay. I get it. But... I don't want to do anything. Right. Don't want. Yep. So if I have a positive mindset, I want to improve. I want to be better. I want to do more than I'm. And once you say I can do anything, mm-hmm. that's a positive statement. I can do anything. Now, anything pops up on the radar. There you go. Now, I can do anything. Well, what do you want to do? Um, and so that opens your mind to looking for things that it is possible for you to do. So you start to develop a curious mind. And and what we were talking about before the show this morning, I didn't go to school necessarily to learn a lot of the things uh, with home repair. I I just had a curiosity. And I'm, you know, why can't I change out an outlet? I mean, he can. Yeah. So why can't I? Yeah, How do you change out an outlet? If I can change out an outlet, well, how do I do that? And so I I develop a curiosity for how things work, and I want to pursue the curiosity. And so this weekend when I had uh, uh, an electrical problem in the house, (laughs) I wasn't calling the electrician because I was curious as to where this sudden electrical problem popped up. It wasn't here two days ago, but it's here now. Yeah. Mystery. You're a mystery solver. And so I began chasing it out and, and, you know, employing certain electrical techniques to Mm -hmm. figure out where the open is in the circuit, why these four particular outlets are not working while everything else in the house is working. Yep. And was able to trace out the faulty wiring. But that ability comes from having the curiosity to how something works and and the curiosity comes from having the mindset the belief that I can do anything and it's not an arrogant mindset
1: yeah it's not narcissistic
0: no it, you, it's confidence you have you know certain skills within the crafts uh, of your training and profession
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and you've developed those over the years and, and polished them. Roger has certain skills (laughs) with the guitar that he has developed over the years and polished them. Well, I can do that.
1: Yeah.
0: It may take me 30 years. Sure. But I can do it. You bet. Then it becomes, well, how do I do that thing I know I can do?
1: Yeah. You know, something that has uh, often kept me from doing something that, Electrical is an example of, is your ability to recall near-death experiences. <laughs> and I had a near-death experience when I decided, I'm just going to go ahead and change that outlet. <laughs> and I didn't bother. I didn't need to mess around with shutting the breaker off, taking the time to walk for all the way downstairs. Yeah, sissies. So... Don got to watch me almost die. This big old flash. And uh, so I'm done with electrical. Uh, okay. It's something about those near-death experiences that'll,
0: that'll keep, but you you tried. From, but it'll keep you from being curious. And and now you're making an informed decision. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. But I'd rather pay the guy. Right. A good, that,
1: a good should would have been to go shut the breaker off.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to say I've not been there or done that, but yes, uh, you know, step one, shut the breaker off yep. and put a tag on it. So somebody doesn't go along behind you and say, Hey, who shut this breaker off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yep. But yeah, that's a good example is, you know, I can do this and then you, you try. And, and that's the other thing I think that gets in the way and it, it's, the negative thinking, even though I may say I can do it, I can do all things, and then I fear failure. I fear messing it up. I fear breaking something. Yep. And so I don't want don't. to screw this up. I don't yep. want to break it. Yeah. My motto is that's how you learn. Sure. You know, break it and then learn how to put it back together. Yep. Now you know how. Now you know how to repair it.
1: There's only one reason that I stand before you today and have the ability to build entire decks. Mm-hmm. Because I've partnered up with a guy who knew how to do it. Sure. And then he quit. <laughs> <laughs> Not even halfway into the project. Wow. He's out. Yeah. And so this happened to be one of the most... Uh, complicated decks that you could start with. I mean, (laughs) well, that's an exaggeration. It was a second story deck with no stairs that we had to build off of ladders. And, oh my gosh, and and 45 degree angles and all this and that 37 foot wide, 12 foot project. It was crazy and you know what and and by the way we built it for an engineer <laughs> and not just an engineer an engineer who owned an engineering company
0: so he's going to be out there mm-hmm. looking at it oh yeah he brought out a laser no he didn't oh he
1: did he brought out a laser <laughs> and then we ended up having to take the floor back up and fix it and then put the floor but we built that sucker like three times <laughs> but it was a great learning experience. Exactly. There's nothing that can take you further down the road. And I'm so, so I've built several since then and confidently,
0: but it was because. And it started with that first failure. Yes. And you wouldn't have the failure if you didn't try, but going through that failure, you learn yep. how to build a deck. Yep. And that's, you know, having a positive mind, knowing that you can do all things leads to curiosity, and then desires about what you want to do with that. Sure. And and it starts to unlock your uh, horizons. I mean, you can, do, you can do anything. And so anything's anything. So there's too long of a list there to enumerate, but mm-hmm. anything you want to do. And a couple of pro tips that just have come up over the years uh, from that that saves, you know, uh, quite a bit of money. I've I, um, My appliances upstairs, the, are older. yeah. And I was looking at him. I was thinking, you know, maybe it's time to get new appliances. And just, you know, that brushed aluminum refrigerator that gets stained and little rust pits and, you know, over time, it just, you know, looks yeah kind of dingy. Yep. Yeah. Pro tip. Goo gone. Take a little goo gone, put it on a rag, let it kind of uh, breathe for a few minutes, and then you wash with the grain, and it removes all that stuff and restores the aluminum to a brand-new showroom finish. Goo gone. Goo gone. Mm. And, and it doesn't take a lot. I mean, you just really get the, the, the rag damp and let it air out a minute, so mm-hmm. it's just um, beyond damp. Mm. And you just wash with the grain, and it removes all of that. Built-up soap residue, Windex residue, water stains, and and the appliances restored to new, hmm. saving you know fifteen hundred bucks for another few years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Curiosity. That's awesome. Curiosity.
1: So, what made you think of
0: Gugon? <laughs> Curiosity. What might this do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Goo removes rubber and, and all sorts of yeah. uh, kind of gunk from uh, it's safe for glass, aluminum, uh, certain product. Not safe for leather or stainless steel. I'll read the labels, folks. But it removes gunk that's stuck on to, you know, you buy you buy a product and you get a price tag on it and you can never get that price tag off. Oh, and, yeah. And that's what the Goo is kind of for is to, to remove that, soften up those uh, rubber Uh, glue fibers so that you can wipe it off. And, Mm. well, if it can soften up rubber goo, why can't it soften up built-on hard water and and Windex residue? Mm -hmm. Whatever cleaners you happen to be using on your appliances that leave that slight bit of film. Well, this... Works like a dream.
1: Yeah. This episode brought to you by...
0: Goo Gone. Goo Gone. Also... you know, people won't mess with the fixing something um, because they're afraid of breaking it, and then they will call the electrician or the plumber, and he will come out two days later. And you know, I maybe not you, but I will be so frustrated when he walks in and says, "Oh, this is all it was. Tweak. Right. Here's seventy five bucks, please.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like really? As a, not even. You didn't even do anything. You mm-hmm. turned a knob or." Replace one fuse, a five-cent fuse. I'm paying you 75 bucks, which obviously they're well worth it because they have the knowledge. We're paying for their expertise, not for a product necessarily. But why not try to fix it yourself first so that when the electrician comes, he's got a real job on his hands.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can mess it up enough to where it's actually...
0: You've already made the decision to (laughs) have the guy come to your house and fix it. Take a chance, sure. You, know, you might be able to fix it yourself, and that led me to with the new toilets now they have now with the two buttons instead of the handle. Yep. Well, um, it started to run a little bit, so I took the top off and was looking at it. I kept looking at it, and it, you know it looks like a uh, you know insides of a spaceship in there. Nothing like the old toilets, and so that would cause me to hesitate because what well, if I break it? But I finally said, if I break it, I'll fix it. And so I, I reached in and started messing around and the top is actually a canister that unscrews and below it is a seal huh. and and it's easier than open a mayonnaise jar <laughs> you just twist it off pull it out put a new seal in stick it back in twist it nice you know dollar fifty seal versus 75 eighty dollar plumber visit or just ignoring it and getting a you know water bill every month because your toilet's (laughs) continually running. Right. So positive thinking leads to curiosity. Curiosity leads to uh, figuring stuff out and taking a chance and trying things. And when you do that, that leads to positive feelings about yourself, positive self-esteem.
1: Oh yeah. It feels good. It feels so good. I'm so thankful for the times that I've been forced to, uh, Use my brain, <laughs> forced to figure things out. Sure, because those are really the learning times, mm-hmm. and you feel so much better about yourself.
0: About yourself,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: So, and that is the only thing you control.
1: Yes, right.
0: What you think, what you do, and and that what you feel
1: is global warming.
0: <laughs> that is global warming. <laughs> we have to go back and change the title of this from Murdoch Mysteries. Murdoch Mysteries. The secret power to win every argument to global warming.
1: So tell us about this, because I've never seen this show.
0: Or we could do global warming in the future. Oh, we could. Actually bring some brains in here. Yeah. Global Sure, you can order them on Amazon.
1: I'm pretty sure nobody's ever thought of that, (laughs) because I Googled it. Ah, there you go. The only thing that comes up is global
0: warming. That's it.
1: And I went through at least two pages looking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Murdoch Mysteries. It's just a cool show. Uh, I believe it's on PBS and then it's streamed on some of the streaming services, but it's a, yep. about a detective in the 1890s in the Canadian constabulary.
1: Canadian?
0: Canadian. Toronto. Gotcha. Fourth District.
1: Yeah, eh? um
0: but he solves, you know, he's a detective, so he solves murders. He solves mysteries, uh, you know, the police investigate kidnappings, all that kind of stuff. Well, he mm-hmm. solves them. And um, there's kind of two elements to the show that are, uh, one is is what hooks people in, I think, and keeps them coming back is there's a lot of references to modern stuff. So this, this brilliant detective who's very kind of calm and nerdy, um, but uh, handsome and dapper, he will invent things to help him solve a murder mystery so they know something happened and they believe there would be blood on on the the murder weapon but it's been wiped clean so they can't see it but he's been reading about uh, these spectral waves uh, beyond light and so he invents a blue light and and <laughs> that he can shine on something and it will uh, reflect the uv will reflect the blood gotcha and so he invents you know these kinds of things uh, to help him solve these mysteries he he invented finger markings (laughs) (laughs) what we now call fingerprints but Uh there's a whole episode where he kind of reasons out this that and the other and he solves a murder that was almost impossible to solve by finger markings placing the the suspect at the scene of the crime. Yeah. So it's it's just a fun, interesting show. If you like mysteries, you got the mystery and the solving the murder, and then there's that added element of a lot of references to uh, modern uh, equipment or modern um, materials. So, like, he he was trying to pull some ink off of a newspaper and he put together this combination of ingredients to make this putty Right. that would peel the ink off and reflect what was on there. And his boss said, well, that's a silly idea. He invented Play-Doh. Silly Putty. Or yes, Silly, silly Putty, buddy. I mean, yes. Yeah, so it's just cool stuff <laughs> like that. But there's the other element of it that um, I don't know that people pay as much attention to. They just think of him as a kind of a calm, flat character. But if you actually listen to how he deals with other people... He is exhibiting pure 100% assertiveness skills. Mm. Mm. And assertiveness is where the rubber hits the road with dealing with other people, all the things we've talked about. How do you take these things to another person? And that is you are assertive. You're not confrontational. You're not argumentative, blaming. You're not starting an argument. You are being assertive. Yeah. And assertiveness is simply telling other people something about you. Yep. That's all assertiveness is. I am asserting something about myself to another person. And that's how he handles everything. And so his, his boss, who's a, the old school, you know, police officer who wants to put on the black glove and beat the confession out of the guy, Murdoch will say, um, perhaps Uh, If you let me try something different this time. (laughs) Yeah. And the guy will take his glove off and say, all right, Murdoch, you can go ahead. But he's assertive when he deals with other people. And assertive is just telling other people something about you. So, you know, if you tell me an off-color joke and I say, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that kind of humor, who am I talking about? Yeah, you. I'm talking about me. Yep. If I ask you for something... Mike, could you hand me your bottle? And you say, no. Well, I gave an assertive request. I'm asking you to do something for me, not telling you what to do. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would like you to hand this to me. So once you say no, how do I respond? And then that's where remaining assertive, and there's a number of skills for remaining assertive that start to come into play at that point, that once we learn those skills, then we can start to handle kind of any kind of situation. And that's what whenever I watch that Murdoch mystery is just what I see him doing is he will handle, you know, very difficult characters um, with assertiveness and, and remaining assertive skills. So if I say, Mike, would you please hand me the bottle? And you say, no, There's a technique called broken record. And it means just what it says just repeat. Yeah. Mike, please hand me the bottle. No. Mike, please hand me the bottle. And so (laughs) now Mike feels suddenly compelled to hand me the bottle. (laughs) But it's just that continual assertion, not getting louder not getting threatening, not getting intimidating. It's just that continual statement. And this is great when it comes to dealing with kids. Son, please take out the trash. But Dad! Son, please take out the trash. But Dad, I want to finish this game. Son, please take out the trash. And eventually, people will... Comply, and there are other skills, and that you know, I'd say eventually they'll comply. There may an argument; they may try to start arguing with you. They may try to start reasoning or, or finagling their way out of something. There are other skills that you can start to employ at that point. But two basic skills uh, out of the the many that are available that are just so powerful that we can use in every single day. One is just simply broken record. Please give me the bottle. Please give me the bottle, and When I do that, it's hard for you to be mad at me because I'm doing nothing other than requesting what I would like. And by asking the second time or the third time, I'm communicating to you, I'm not going anywhere. This is going to happen. Please give me the bottle. Yeah. Please.
1: If you've ever actually said to yourself, man, I'm tired of arguing with people or... With someone specific. Mm-hmm. Use this. Yeah. And you you will have fewer arguments.
0: And this is the deal. you're controlling you. Argument takes two people. Right. <laughs> yep. You don't have to argue. Now, they may argue. Right. But you don't have to argue. Yeah. I'm telling you what I would like. And by standing here and repeating myself, I'm letting you know we're not going anywhere until I get what I want.
1: I keep wanting to hand you the bottle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then the second kind of remaining assertive tip that you will see kind of played out in the Murdoch Mysteries is called clouding. Mm. And so I say, you know, Mike, please give me the bottle. And you say, but I haven't finished my drink yet. So how do you respond to that? You know, if you're wanting the bottle, how do you respond to that blocking gambit is you can cloud the matter rather than going off with that discussion about whether or not he's finished his drink or not. You can cloud it by saying that may be so. But I would still like you to give me the bottle now. Yeah. And so that may be so. Did I agree with him? Did I disagree with him? No. It may be so. It may not be so. Right. So, you know, would you please get in the kitchen and finish the chores like you were assigned? But it's too late! It's possible, but I would still like you to go in the kitchen and finish the chores. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. That may be so, but the chores still need to be done. Yeah. But I'm tired! Yeah.
1: Kind of goes goes along with the I heard someone talking about the yes and, not a yes but. Sure. It's a whole different approach. Yes and, and it helps you to continue to be assertive. Correct. And not argumentative. Right. Not responding to their, you know, what they've said, and now you're going to argue with them, but you're going to continue to state your position. Sure. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Yes, and uh, I get that, but we're, I still need to have you take the trash out or whatever it is.
0: And, and these techniques help you stay focused on pursuing what it is you're wanting in the discussion, what it is you're wanting in the exchange. Yeah. Um, and it may be simply you're wanting to be heard, wanting to be understood. And you say, you know, that's possible. And then you go back in broken record fashion to what you had originally said. Yep. And so it's a bit of a verbal Kung Fu because the other person don't know what you just did to their brain.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Mike, please hand me the bottle. But I'm not finished with it yet. That may be so, but I'd still like you to hand me the bottle right now. Yeah. Well, now you don't know what to say because your whiny little, you know, excuse, which a lot of teenagers and kids do, didn't have the desired effect they want. Yeah. And there's no avenue. You know, I didn't argue back with you so there's no counter-argument you can generate. That may be so. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you know, the secret power to win every argument is not to argue. Instead, employ assertiveness skills. And nearly every episode of Murdoch Mysteries, you're going to see these skills in play and in action and that's why he's always such a calm, cool, collected character throughout the show, mm. is he's confident in himself, and he, you know, has a curious mind. He tries things that bolsters his self confidence, and that allows him to assert himself to other people mm. through these techniques.
1: Well, I'm going to have to check this out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't come on here today to Good. sell the Murdoch Mysteries or the Gooby Gone. But to sell, to remind people to just look at it differently, positive thinking leads to curiosity. Mm -hmm. Positive thinking and curiosity leads to trying new things and trying those new things, as you pointed out, leads to self-confidence. And then self-confidence is the base for which you can now be assertive with other people. And once you make an assertion, you can use one of these two techniques, the broken record or clouding to then remain assertive in the conversation and keep it moving forward in the direction that you want. And that all ties together as a global warming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All wrapped up in a nice box with a bow.
0: Boom. That's good. Thank you, Doc. Global warming, Murdoch mystery, secret power to win every argument. I'm Lance, the psychologist.
1: I'm Mike.
0: He's the bastard. Yes, and he. Stay tuned uh, for next week for another great episode of Just These Guys. Awesome. Have a great week. Have a great week.